WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Your guys, Cody and Matt here. Guys, we need to talk about a topic here that is going crazy right now on Colts social media. The Colts now, Matt, have blown three double-digit leads this season. They sit right now at 6-6 six and six after the second-half collapse against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a game, Matt, where the Colts turned the ball over five times, where the defense couldn't come up with key stops. It just was not a great second half. You know, we were thinking, man, oh, man, you know, the Colts are – uh, they're taking this team and and they're beating them thoroughly in that first half. And then they collapse in that second half. They still, the crazy thing is, Matt, they still have a chance to win that game. And then they allow the last touchdown to Leonard Fournette and still almost come back and tie the game with Isaiah Rodgers, nearly taking one to the house. But as it stands right now, man, Colts at six and six. And I know a lot of fans after this last loss were going after head coach Frank Reich. A lot of fans were calling for his job. A lot of fans were just criticizing him. A lot of everywhere. And then there were people who were on the other side who were going after those people for attacking Frank Reich. And it's just been kind of a mess <laughs> the last couple of days. If you were in on Colts Twitter, on Colts Facebook, really anywhere Colts, it kind of seems like it's been a civil war a little bit between uh, the fan base. And so I thought, what better topic than to talk about this whole idea of what is happening right now? Why have the Colts blown three second half leads. You know, why have they blown these leads so much so often? You know, Matt, we were talking off air. It's crazy. Like the three losses, you think the Baltimore game, the Tennessee game, the second game, and then also most recently the Tampa Bay game, the Colts lost for all different reasons in all three of these games. So you think of the Baltimore game strictly on the defense, and maybe you could blame the injuries as well there, but really it was the defense just collapsing after being up. I believe it was by 19 is what we had said. At one point, yeah. I so being so, up yeah. by a lot, uh, collapsing in that second half, allowing Lamar Jackson to go off and, and win that game for them. And then you think of the Tennessee game, kind of blamed to go around about everywhere um, for offense and defense. And then this last game, five turnovers, like we mentioned. It's just unacceptable. And the defense also not being able to come up with an answer. The offense going from scoring three points in the first quarter, 24 points in the second quarter, zero points in the third quarter, and then a few more points in that fourth quarter, but just not enough, just inconsistencies everywhere. So, Matt, what in the world is happening with this team right now? What is, in your opinion, is the reason for these losses? So, I, I think at the end of the day, and this isn't just for the games I've been blown away. I think this is in other losses. It comes down to just the defense. Because, you know, you go to the Ravens game. Yeah, if Blankenship hits one of those kicks, whether it's an extra point, a field goal, you know, whatever, you know, we still win the game. Sure, but the defense allowed 19 points, you know, in the Titans game. Yeah, the offense didn't have the best day. Frank Reich, yeah, there were some play calls I didn't agree with, like, you know, what ended up being the pick six, 
uh, pick six back in their own end zone against the Titans. Didn't like that we did a screen play uh, or screen uh, screen pass play there. But right. still, the defense allowed over 30 points in that game. And then you go to this game. And yes, we had a lot of turnovers. That played the biggest factor in the game. But we allowed 38 points. And I know a lot of those came off of turnovers. Defense was in bad situations. But defense has allowed a lot of points. The offense, I believe, is top five in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And we're six and six. And the defense is allowing over 30 points. Like, when you score 30 points as an offense, you should be winning those games. It doesn't matter who you go up against. And they did that this week, scoring 31 points against one of the best, if not the best, defense in the NFL. So I think at the end of the day, yeah, there's games or certain things also factored into it. Some of those things may have have played a bigger factor, but it comes down to the defense at the end of the day. So I I think we need to have Frank Wright or uh, Eberflus. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't necessarily in this last game fault the defense as much. I fault you know, the turnovers like we talked about. Yeah, yeah. You know, you put your defense in bad positions a lot in this game, but I do I do fault the defense for that last drive where they basically yeah. Tampa Bay didn't even get a third down on that drive, right? And that's mm-hmm. like the game right there and the defense just seemed like they were playing with no urgency. There's continued to be this lack of pass rush with this defense. You know, Quiddy Pay has really been the only bright spot at defensive end right now for this for this Colts team. And that's bad, man, considering oh, yeah. all the resources that you poured into this defensive end position right now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, as much as I love Ballard, he's whiffed on those, a lot of those guys. Right. And it just, it sucked, man, because like you feel like he put so much into it and got so little out of it. And I do feel like defensive end, I know it's funny. I know Robert Mathis replied to my tweet yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday because I was talking about, I, it was funny. I was just saying, you know, rank these positions of need. I included defensive end in there. He kind of thought I was meaning, I guess, to say draft one. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I know we were talking a little bit, Matt. Like, I feel like you need to go sign some proven veterans. Like, I think losing to Nico Autry was a bigger loss than a lot of people are willing to admit. Because you do think if you had Autry and you had Quiddy Pay, who's been playing well, who mm-hmm. knows how many more of those games could have swung in your favor, right? You know, in those late critical moments. Um, so I think pass rush is, for me, still the biggest issue. It's wild right. to think, like, cornerback, that was probably my biggest concern outside of pass rush. Mm-hmm. I've really had no concerns at the cornerback besides Xavier Rhodes. I mean, yeah. I feel like right now Isaiah Rodgers, mm-hmm. Rocky Asin, and Kenny Moore. Kenny's not having the greatest season, but he's always a good player. Yeah, I feel good about the future at corner right now. But me defensive too. end, I feel like you maybe need to do some, some work there in the offseason yeah. in free agency. How about you? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we need to add more to our defensive line, especially at the uh, defensive end spot. Look, I love Robert Mathis. I really do. It was nice to see him get in, you know, put in the ring of honor. That was really cool. But we need more edge guys. You know, I think Dio can become a really good piece to the defense and the defensive line. And I'm giving him a pass this year because he's coming off a pretty significant injury. It's his rookie year, so he's doing good things, but I'm not expecting him to light the world on fire right away. Once we get to next year, the year after, then we'll have a better idea about Dio and if Chris Ballard is right. Because he's never been as energetic about a draft pick as he has been about Dio. But really, I bring back Lewis. I like Kamoko Ture. I, I know there's a lot of injury stuff with him. If he has another year on his contract, you know, obviously keep him, give him one more shot. But you, you got to add to that defensive line. You got to add more edge guys. That is 
probably the most important piece to a defense in general because, you know, we saw in the Tampa Bay-Kansas City Super Bowl, you know, who won the game. It was Tampa Bay because they were able to get a ton of pressure. Kansas City, not so much. Those edge guys in Tampa Bay were a big reason why they won the game. So you got to add to that defensive line, get some more edge guys there, you know, maybe add some interior guys and come off the bench, you know, give Grover Stewart a little bit of a rest, you know, DeForest Buckner. You know, I'm fine with where we're at right now at cornerback. I agree with you. I think Isaiah Rogers is going to take over for Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, Kenny Moore is not having as good of a year, but he's still making an impact uh, nonetheless. And then Rocky Sin has really stepped up and kind of became who I was expecting him to be, which is a good cornerback. And, you know, I think safety wouldn't be a bad I you know option to look at because, you know, with the injuries and stuff, you might want to have somebody in there that can be reliable to come in just in case Blackman gets hurt again or Willis goes down. But I, I do agree with you. Defensive line, specifically the edge, is the most important thing for the offseason. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now. Or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Tough terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, it's, it has to be, man. You have to yeah. be able to get to the quarterback. We even saw in that Tampa Bay game. What helped swing that game back in Tampa Bay's favor? Mm-hmm. It was the Shaq Barrett, you yes. know, that strip sack. That that ultimately turned the tide in that game, and the Colts just couldn't recover after that. Right. And so you think if you have a player like that, you know, it doesn't even have to be Shaq Bear. If you have a player that can do that situationally where they can turn the tide of a game like that, I mean, that that changes. I think that's the reason why the Colts right now, man, a big reason. There's other reasons, which I'll get to, but a big reason why the Colts right now, instead of being an eight-win football team or a six-win football team right now, you know, yep. because they haven't been able to get consistent pressure. They've allowed guys like Brady and Lamar and some of those guys to just – have all the time in the world to find guys, you know, and go right. make plays. They haven't been able to to find consistent pressure off the edge. I, I do like what Quiddy has done. I do think he's come on strong the last couple of weeks. He's had three straight sacks in three straight games, so I like to see that progress. But let's be honest, he's just a rookie. He's he's still yeah. figuring it out himself here. Same goes with Iowa Dangbo. I do feel like you need more of a veteran presence there at defensive end. Um, just do something there to help out your guys because you've tried the youth route this year yeah. and it hasn't really panned out for you. You know, you thought maybe this is a year Ture or Banigu or any of those guys really comes out and, and establishes themselves as that number one pass rusher. And nobody really has at this point um, from those former second round picks. So yeah, I do think the move is just, just kind of not scrap it necessarily, mm-hmm. but really kind of move on for some of those guys and find some guys that can actually give you some instant impact. But another thing, Matt, that I wanted to kind of talk about why I think the Colts have blown some of these leads 
It's also because situationally they've just been very poor at certain points. Right. Like when you need to win these games or you need to make a play in these three losses, they just have come up short. Like you think the blanket ship missed field goal, right? A couple missed field goals in that mm-hmm. game. Now I know he was injured. So, you know, you want to give him a little bit of maybe a little bit of a pass there, but right. like that kind of stuff, you know, Eric Fisher allowing that strip sack. Um, Naheem Hines fumbling the ball, like the red zone. Um, yeah. You know, things like that. Zach Pascal, after you get a first down fumbling the football, committing five turnovers, doing all these things when you absolutely did should not have done that. Carson Wentz, you know, throwing that interception or whatever it is. Seems like consistently when it's mattered, the Colts have not been able to come up with the big play. They have not been True. able, you know, in these three losses, I should say, they have not been able to turn the tide in their favor. And right. they've collapsed and they haven't been able to finish games. Frank Reich even said as much in his presser. He said, I have to figure out a way for uh, to help our team w- finish games. We right. That has been the goal. I think if there's something that is within this season, I think that Tampa Bay game perfectly encapsulated it. You're so you're a very talented team, but you haven't been able to finish all year. You know, and that's yeah. the reason why instead of, you know, the number potentially number one, number two, number three seed, you're now on the outside looking in right now mm-hmm. for a playoff spot. That's- so and I mean, if yeah. we don't blow those leads, if we hold on to them, we're first in the AFC. Like, it's, yeah. because we have the tiebreaker over Baltimore. We have the tiebreaker yep. over Tennessee, which I mean, at this point, probably wouldn't matter because they would have been two games behind. But still, um, we would have the tiebreaker over them. And then, you know, yeah, Tampa Bay, we don't get a tiebreaker. This wasn't the most important game on the schedule. But still, if we finish this game, just like with those other games, we're number one in the AFC. You know, we're ahead of Baltimore by a game and, you know, all we have to do is just, you know, win the games that we should win and we'd be fine. We would at least win the division, but especially with uh, the whole Derrick Henry being out, who knows how long he's going to be out. Tennessee's just not looking as good. You know, we'd be perfectly fine. Just don't blow the games you're supposed to blow. And, you know, we would either win the AFC or at least win the division. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, this might get me in trouble a little bit, so uh, just hold on here. But, you know, like, I don't think Frank Reich for this Tampa Bay loss was, I I don't think he was at fault necessarily for the play Mm -hmm. calling. I was personally fine. I know a lot of people had their beef about running, not giving Jonathan Taylor the football right. in that third quarter. Right, right, kind of explained that he had some plays drawn up. There were RPOs, and Carson kind of checked out of those, yeah. you know, and and decided to pass the football. 
Uh, but I think, you know, when I see fans and somebody brought up a good point, and this might get me a little bit in trouble here, but like people have said, you know, Frank Reich has never won a division title. We've won one playoff game. Yeah. And, you know, really hasn't done anything of note. I, I love Frank Reich as a person. I love him. I, I love him as a play caller. Mm-hmm. But I think that there, am I wrong in thinking that that's kind of valid? Like we haven't done anything yet with Frank Reich at coach. So I, I guess right. I get, I don't know if I necessarily agree with all the crazy takes about Frank Reich, but I yeah. get the frustration. No, I get it. I, I, I get it too. You know, I understand why people would be upset, but, you know, we still got to remember Frank Reich has not had the same quarterback for more than a year. You know, we True. go from Andrew Luck, which we assumed if Andrew Luck would have stayed, you know, yeah, he, you know, he retired, did what's best for him. You know, totally understand. It's nice to see him at the Stanford game. And it was nice to, you know, get a, you know, a W in that game. But, you know, if he would have stayed the following year, I guarantee we would have won the division. I mean, we were considered right. potential Super Bowl favorites in, you know, that year. Then we go to Jacoby Brissett. It's an off year. Jacoby Brissett. You know, he wasn't the quarterback that could lead us to a division title, even though he had a really good start. A lot of those wins, they weren't like big wins. The Atlanta game was a big win, but every other win was really close. And, you know, we were really close to losing those games. But had Jacoby Brissett, then we go to Phillip Rivers, and now we're, you know, we're on the Carson Wentz. So I give him a pass because he's probably had to change the offense a little bit to fit each quarterback's, you know, what the, you know, what they do best and whatnot. So I give them pass there, but you know, I, I saw a lot of people freaking out about Frank Reich and saying, "Oh, he should have ran the ball more." Nobody was saying that in the first half. Nobody was saying it at all. I saw the hashtag cooking with Carson. Everybody loved it. Let's continue to pass the ball because we were moving down the field and scoring touchdowns. And honestly, if that strip sack doesn't happen, we either are up thirteen or seventeen. By that point. Yep. So yep. nobody was upset. You know, yeah, we could have ran the ball a little more. You know, I, I agree. Maybe a couple handoffs between the 26 straight passes, but we were moving the ball down the field against one of, if not the best defenses in the entire NFL. I yeah. thought Frank Reich had a really good game plan, and I thought he did a really good job in this game. It's just, like yep. you said, turnovers at the end of the day, that's what killed us. If we didn't have as many turnovers, we wouldn't be talking about how Frank Reich didn't do a good job. We'd be talking about how he did a great job and how Carson Wentz had a better game than Tom Brady. And he did. You know, technically, he had the better game. But, of course, because we lost, it's, oh, you didn't run the ball with JT enough. It's like, come on. We still moved the ball down the field. It's just we had hiccups that could have easily been avoided. Yeah, and that I guess that's my frustration. And I think it does have to go back to the head coach when your yeah. team's consistently failing in the yeah. key moments, you know. And I think you know there Frank Greg does deserve some blame, rightfully so. But right. I look at that game, yeah, and it's it's funny. It kind of goes back to like even that. Some people have a beef with how much Frank Reich goes for it on fourth down, you know. Right. And it's like if you get it, like, and it works, yeah. you're a genius. But if you get it and it doesn't work, a la 2018 against the Texans in overtime, yeah. you're an idiot. Right. So. Yeah, I have no issue with what Frank Reich called offensively. I just think overall, as a team, it has to fall back on the head coach. Yeah. That's my frustration, I guess, right now. And I get the frustration with Frank Reich and this team because you're just like, man, we could be the number one seed right now if we could just finish games yeah. and make key plays in key moments. And we've just struggled to do so at certain points mm. during the during this season. 
But I think the good news is, Matt, that it seems like a lot of teams have had that issue of inconsistency this year in the AFC, yeah. specifically in the wild card, right? So there's the Colts are still right now very much in that hunt for a wild card spot, right? They they take care of business on Sunday against Houston, and if they're able to potentially upset New England, mm-hmm. they're right back in it, Matt. Oh, yeah. So I mean, as frustrating as that loss was, I was so frustrated. Right, I was actually at the game. I was just like, my brother and I were just like sitting there, like just so bummed out from yeah. that game but yes. you know what you turn the ball over five times you're not gonna you're not gonna win you can't sure. expect to win and beat tom brady and the fact is that they almost still did yeah i mean i was encouraged by that game even though i was very frustrated by that game because you went toe-to-toe with the super bowl champions yeah and you almost won despite shooting yourself in the foot a lot in that game right and you know i i was there too my dad and i remember leonard fournette scores a touchdown and my dad's like oh okay it's time to go and i was like Let's stay a little bit, you know, who knows? Maybe something crazy happens. Like, no, it's it, they're not going to win. And then Isaiah Rogers runs it back. And we're like, oh, geez, that's crazy. But I, I look, yes, it's frustrating to lose these games. You got to finish games. But this actually, if not for this year, for next year and for future years, it actually makes me really confident that we can go into next year or even – towards the end of this year and we can go on a run because mm-hmm. went toe to toe with Tampa Bay could have won the game with all the mistakes we made Went toe to toe with the Rams when they were hot, you know, when they were considered the best team in the NFL made quite a bit of mistakes in that game, weren't completely healthy, still almost won that game. You know, you go up against Buffalo and destroy them and you go up against Tennessee who with Derrick Henry is a really good team. They just are dealing with a bunch of injuries now. Made a bunch of mistakes. Could have beat them the second time. And honestly, with Carson Wentz's injury, we probably could have beat them the first time too. So, it, yeah, it's frustrating. It sucks. It hurts. But I'm confident in this team that if you add a couple pieces, if you get certain things fixed, heck, if you can finish games consistently, because the Bills game proved they can beat good teams. Yeah. If they can finish games they could beat anybody in the AFC. Like if you oh, if yeah. they can fix this, if they can get this fixed in the Houston game or in the bye week and they go up against New England, the Raiders and, you know, Arizona. If they went out, which is honestly very possible, they could go on a run, you know. Look at the Giants back, you know, when they won their first Super Bowl with Eli. They weren't that good of a team. They got hot at the right moment went beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. It's possible. So, you know, you went up against, you know, one of, if not the best quarterbacks of all time, almost beat them. You forced them to make some mistakes. Yeah, the pass rush needs to get better, but there's moments where it, you know, like Quiddy Pay is getting to him. Like Quiddy Pay has been consistently getting to the quarterback. And now he's getting to him and bringing him down. And there's other guys that are getting to the quarterback. And Brady was getting frustrated. I'm confident that if we get this, you know, whole thing fixed as far as finishing games. I mean, we can beat anybody. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I think this team is, has the talent and honestly has, has the coach yep. to do it. Um, I just think there's things they have to clean up, man. And yep. you know, the good thing is we talked about this actually yesterday. We texted about it a little bit, mm-hmm. like this team is built for the long term. Yep. So they're built for the long haul. So this isn't just like a, a Tennessee, you know, where you're going all in for a Super Bowl right. and you're absolutely failing right now. You know, it's, it's a project. It's going to take a little bit of time. <laughs> I think for this team to maybe be 
consistently consistent, if that yeah. makes sense. And, you know, this team's still very young. They still have a lot of young guys developing and growing. I think the good thing with this year is it's an evaluation year for some of those guys. You kind of were on the fence about, you know, thinking about the Kamoko Tures of the world, the Ben Banagus, those guys that you're just like, we'll see if they can have a year and they can prove themselves worthy of being brought back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I think the good thing is, this is the thing that I've loved what Chris Ballard has done. You can have your criticisms of him and all that, but I think the thing that I appreciate that Chris Ballard has done is they know the weaknesses of this team. They've studied this team. I mean, they they look at all the tape, man. I mean, they spend hours and hours doing this. They comb over everything. I think the good thing is with how well he's been able to find guys and been able to yeah. draft guys, you feel like you're only a couple players away from mm-hmm. really legitimately contending and beating some of these really, really good football teams. And now you can kind of address some of these positions this offseason. I mean, I think you continue to fix certain positions. There's other positions you still have to address. But mm-hmm. you're right there, man. You're right there with pretty much anybody in the AFC in terms of talent. I really believe yeah, that. Definitely. Just, you know, like we were talking about uh, yesterday um, when we were texting, if one of those really good receivers fall to the second round, which is possible because it's a really good draft class, you know, maybe Garrett Wilson falls or Alave falls or, you know, maybe David Bell for whatever reason falls. Get somebody or there's the USC guy. I mean, there's a bunch of guys out there. Get somebody that can be a number two receiver and then add, you know, a defensive end and free agency. I mean, they have a lot of money. Even after Nelson, they're going to have a lot of money. I think this is the year Chris Ballard is finally going to go all in and he's going to spend a lot of money. And he might, you know, surprise some people with one of the, you know, top free agents and like a need for us. He might spend the money this year because he, I mean, he's done it before. I mean, look at the Forrest Buckner, trade for him, extend him, gave him a lot of money. So he, I mean, he's willing to do it if the right guy's there. Like there yeah. hasn't been the right guy, you know, that he would be willing to go after yet. Maybe find somebody right. in free agency or maybe somebody he could trade for that maybe is expressing interest of leaving another team. You know, like, I don't know. You never know. Nobody expected the force Buckner to be traded here. So maybe something like that happens, but you know, had a couple more things, tweak the team a little more. I think this team is in position to go on a run and could win. I don't know, maybe a super bowl or two, you know, I mean, Carson Wentz is going to have a year you know, knowing the offense and knowing everything next year could be a pretty good year for us. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, you have to go out there and do it, you know, and um, the team has a talent, but they just haven't been able to finish so far. And I think the thing about, you know, and I know it's a little bit too early still to start thinking about, you know, yeah. draft and, and stuff like that. But you no, know, I think I kind of look at the position groups here. You know, there's a few things you might add, you might tweak a few, yeah. I honestly personally think wide receivers something you really need to address hardcore this offseason. Yeah. But you kind of look across the board, even from like 2019, you know, when the mm-hmm. Colts were coming off that seven and nine season. I personally feel like this team is heads and shoulders more talented oh, than yeah. that team was. You know, you don't really have a lot of glaring, glaring weaknesses on this team. You know, right. there's a few positions I'm like, yeah, you, you probably should add a guy or two. Um, wide receiver, maybe you add a couple more than that. We'll see. But overall, I feel like this team from one to 53, I mean, they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of talent and not as many holes as a lot of people mm-hmm. want you to believe. So, yeah. yeah, I'm encouraged by this team. Not, not, don't love the record, obviously, but right. you know, if they can sneak into the playoffs 
anything is possible with this football team. They just need to clean up some things here in the future, you know, going into these next this stretch of games here. Hopefully they get a little bit healthy in the bye after the Houston game. Yeah. And they're ready to roll, man, because it's it's do or die now for this team. Their backs are against the wall for the playoffs. Definitely. I mean, look, if Buffalo loses to New England next week, I think that puts us with the same record, assuming we beat Houston. That puts us ahead of Buffalo now. So it and it was weird seeing a lot of uh, Colts fans at the game cheering when New England was beating Tennessee. It just didn't feel right. I, I understood why. I didn't feel right. But yeah, look, we're, we're down like a game, I think, if that, from the seventh seed. I mean, heck, it, I think even if we lost, there was still a chance we could have been number seven, you know, just with how everything was placed, with Pittsburgh falling behind us. And, you know, if other teams would have lost, then, you know, that might have put us at seven even. So, you know, just win the games you need to win. You're going to have to beat the Raiders or New England preferably both. I think it's possible. Just keep doing what we're doing. Show some other free agents that might be looking for a contender that, hey, if you come here, this team might be able to contend for something. So just keep doing what we're doing. Get this whole finishing games problem fixed, and I think we'll be golden. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100% there. But I want to hear what you guys think. What do, what do our listeners think? I'm sure there's a lot of emotions still running pretty high for some people. So love to hear your opinion on this team right now, why they've been blowing leads, the future of this team, anything and everything in between. Let us know in the comments below. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all your support. And as always, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.